I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But it's one thing to have a passion for something and another thing to be good at it. Good at it. First of all, how do you know if your side hustle isn't working? And if it isn't, how do you construct a way out of the mess? Right. You know, when someone's like, oh, I'm passionate about hair, makeup and beauty. (laughs) (laughs) How many times do I have to tell you you're a problematic person? You're a problem. Hello and welcome to the Two My Sisters podcast. I'm Courtney. And I'm Renee and we are your online big sisters and hosts of the Two My Sisters podcast. We are all about promoting the wellness, growth and development of a community of sisters across the world. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about side hustling in 2021 that's right we want to be where the money resides and we are sure that you do too so stay tuned as we break down our journeys and our relationships with side hustling as well as some practical tips and tricks when trying to start or sustain a side hustle this year and that's on what mary had a little lamb i know that's right Uh, But I guess before we get into today's conversation, as you guys know, we said we were going to be bringing you lengthier episodes. That's right. And that involves a little dilemma or a little topic, Mm -hmm. a little, you know, teaser, a taster before we get into the main (laughs) course or the main dish of the main convo. But um, today's one is actually an interesting one. It's less of a dilemma and more so something I was thinking about earlier today, which is how do you bounce back in confidence and self-esteem mm. after you failed at something mm. or you feel like you failed at something like yeah. an exam, a test, a big interview, or maybe, you know, you've just had to close down your business and you kind of feel like I failed or maybe Ooh. you just got fired from your job or you just Ooh. got let, you know, let go. How do you come back from that? That's such a good question. Yeah. Honestly, because I feel like a lot of content and things that we see out there is geared towards the opposite. So it's how to start a business versus how to close one down when it's not profitable or doing anything or how to, you know, get a job as opposed to how to deal with losing a job. So I think it's beautiful that you brought up that question. How to deal with failure. First of all, you've got to recognize that the failure has actually happened. Mm. Because I think sometimes when we fail, like when we experience any kind of trauma, a response is to just move on to the next one. So true. ASAP Rocky, like, oh, I failed onto the next one. But I think it's really important to recognize recognize the failure and actually inhabit that space for a bit. Mm. Not to, you know, bring yourself down or anything, but say, oh, like, that failed. Like, right. that didn't work. Right. And that's okay. Like, spend some time mourning mm. what it is that you have failed at. Yeah. And once you're over that process, then you can start thinking about, okay, cool, like, how can I use this to aid me in the other things that I want to do? Right. But I think the morning process, the, the the morning process is just so, so important because yeah, we live in such a fast turnaround generation that it's onto the next one. What are the learnings? How can I move on? Yeah. But it takes a toll on you and it hurts. It really, Massively. really hurts. I don't know about you, but like in like university, for example, when I failed at stuff or like whenever like my favorite example, I'm sure we've mentioned it before, but like our history coursework in... <laughs> <laughs> failure upon failure. That was, that was the first time I've ever seen a grade for me below a C. I was so scandalized. Mm. Um, and then thinking about, I guess, larger um, failures. So like, you know, when something isn't profitable, for example, when you lose a lot of money from a business venture, or when you get, you know, let off from work, or mm. if you don't actually get the job, yeah. um, if you are, you know, a graduate, or even just during this time looking for a new role, yeah, rejections are in abundance. Mm. You'll be seeing that tagline, it's unfortunate. Mm. Or unfortunately, we are sorry to inform you. Obviously, we are, you know, blessing and showering you guys with acceptance, but Amen. you know, the rejections happen. They're real. And they hurt. So I think really sitting in that place of hurt and recognizing yeah. how that made you feel is important. And then you can start thinking, okay, cool. 
why exactly was I rejected? Because mm. sometimes that can be the key to your next acceptance. Yeah. So when we're thinking about something like why you were rejected from a job um, that you'd applied for, I would suggest asking for feedback if you can, if they haven't already given it to you, yeah. because that can be so helpful when you're applying for other roles that are similar or um, within the same field. Or even just doing a whole kind of like self-reflection piece for yourself where you mm-hmm. think about, cool, so what were the pros and cons of that particular you know, application process or... Um, if it is a business that you need to close down, what were you doing wrong? Yeah. Where did where it did go you wrong? Fail? Where Pinpoint exactly where you failed so that when it comes to building yourself back up, you can start with that. So good. Um, build stronger. Build stronger. Um, but throwing it back onto you, Miss Courtney, talk to us. Bounce um, it back. It's, yeah, it's a tough one. I think you've covered so well on like going through the morning period. Mm. Um, so I won't even touch on that because you've, you've said mm. everything. I think... In terms of them building up your confidence and your self-esteem again, I think it's important to remember that you failed, but you're not a failure. Mm, And I think that that's where a lot of people kind of get this thing of like, I'm now scared to transition into something else, or I'm now scared to give myself a chance to start that next business venture or to go for that next application, because now it's in your mind that I'm just not going to get it. Mm. And, or or it's just not going to work because Mm. I did it before and it failed. Mm. And I think you have to start realizing that Yes, something may have gone wrong and it's a great time to learn. Yeah, it's yeah. a great time to, like you said, use what failed at this, use that as your stepping stone into the next thing so that it doesn't fail in the next thing. Mm. But you have to give yourself the opportunity to shine again. Mm. And I think a lot of us want to just close the door forever, but don't give yourself the opportunity to perform better. Mm. You know, come back stronger. I love um athletes when they talk about you know we lost this season but then we took that as a chance to just go back like I was about to say rehearse like it's a musical um (laughs) train train really hard yeah um, and then come back stronger and literally beast mode the next season Mm -hmm. and I think that that's the mentality you need to have for your life that okay this season it didn't go well Mm. but now I'm taking this time to train up I'm taking this time to get stronger, to increase my knowledge, to the places where I may have been ignorant or naive. I'm going to, you know, really gain the knowledge that I need, or I'm going to, you know, go and talk to the people I need to talk to and just build yourself, your confidence back up in the fact that I won't make the same mistakes that I did before. Yeah. And I think that that's one way to gain your confidence back. I think another way to gain your confidence is realizing that you can actually succeed at something and and reminding yourself of the things that you're good at Mm -hmm. and reminding yourself of the times where you actually have um been good at something and if you feel like oh I've never been good at anything well this is your time this is your chance (laughs) this is your chance to to do something you're good at um I think it's important to you know have that a lot of people say in times of crisis one of the best ways to get over it is to have gratitude about something and I think it works in this sort of situation as well if you failed remind yourself of the times when you were actually successful Mm. so that you know that you are actually capable of doing something the times where you were the most happy um or when somebody said not even someone said when you felt proud of yourself like oh I actually did that and it could be the smallest thing like even with the history example the amount of times I had to tell myself (laughs) but I'm good at English though like (laughs) you know at least least I know I can write (laughs) (laughs) and and I I had to keep telling myself like you're good at something and yeah you may be failing in this area but there is a way to work so that you can be better Mm -hmm. but you are successful in in other places um and I think reminding yourself of that lets you know you're not rotten to the core like you're not a lost cause Um, and I think another thing as well is just letting yourself know that you will come back from this sis and Mm. maybe you are at a place where you're like I'm so ready to give up maybe that chapter has closed but the next chapter is just beginning and I think you have to have that hopefulness that optimism um, and that faith to just know that the next season I'm going to pick myself up. God's going to pick me up. I'm going to be okay. Um, And and I don't know what the next season looks like, but I know I won't be defeated forever. Like ultimately things work out good for me. And I think that that's one thing that I had to, last year I felt like a failure multiple times. Multiple times. Like I just can't get this. I'm not good at this. I just had to keep telling myself, but I know it works out good for me, like at some point. So I need to keep giving myself the chance to experience the good side, the happy side. Not every day is doom and gloom. Like sometimes I've I've got to be confident in knowing that my future is bright. 
don't know how, but I know it's going <laughs> to be bright. So I'm, I'm going to keep taking every chance that I get to see that beauty. Mm. Um, and I think lastly for me as well is don't let this be a reflection of who you are to the core. I think that sometimes we see like, I failed in this exam. Mm. It must mean that I'm just a bad person. It must mean that everything in my life is going to fail. Absolutely not. This is one facet of who you are. You can experience joy, success and everything in other places. You know, if you've lost your job, all right, go and work on your family and your friendships and your other relationships and feel successful in those areas and know that you're putting your all into, you know, other things as well, because your work, your business, whatever your exams is not the fullness of who you are. It's something that you do. Yes. And this time you failed. That's it. Okay. But you'll bounce back. Um, But also there are other places you continue to be joyful, continue to be a giving person continue to be patient um continue to be a loving person continue to work on your trauma continue to go to therapy continue to heal um and do these things which make you feel like even if they're baby steps i'm still progressing Mm. i think that that's one like don't don't let this whole progress in every area of your life that's what i'd say oh courtney the weight of that was just, I just... We thank the Lord, yeah. Ooh, <laughs> Damn, I'm just, I'm just resting. I'm, I'm just taking settling. it for myself, though. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking it for myself. Like, even as I say it, there have been just so many times, especially when you start to feel like imposter syndrome creeping. Yeah. And maybe you're not even actively failing right now, but you feel a bit like you're a failure because you don't think you can live up to the standards you have for yourself and the expectations you have for the future. Mm. You just have to remind yourself, everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Like, I have... I have faith that everything's going to be all right. And I'm, I'm going to actively try and pursue success in everything that yeah. I do, you know? And you've lived, what's the saying? It's something like you've lived through your worst moments up until mm, now. So It's true. And they didn't kill you. You're not dead yet. Didn't finish you. You're going to get through it. You're going to get through it. But hold tight, sis. You're all good. We're praying for you. We're, we're, <laughs> we love you so much. And we want you to be successful in everything that you do. Um, but there will be highs and lows. And in those low moments, we hope that these gems could actually help you um, get through them and find joy in them. But 100%. I'm going to throw it over to you. Oh, I was even about to say, girl, I was about to say, whilst you guys are working through those low moments, walk through the pastures. To where the money resides. Where okay. the money resided. We are segueing our ways. <laughs> Did somebody say money 2021? Oh. Money 21? Money March, money, all of it. Absolutely, absolutely. So today we're talking about side hustling. And Courtney, I know this is your forte. If you guys know anything about To My Sisters and know anything about Miss Courtney here, <laughs> you will know that side hustling is really her forte. forte. I love it. I it really it. is her forte. So I wanted to bring it in, break it down a little bit easy. Let's just like walk into it. Cool. What do you qualify as side hustling? Okay. Do you have side hustles? Many. <laughs> <laughs> and what are your favorite at the moment? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do I qualify as side hustling? Something that you're doing that is not uh, taking the fullness of your attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so you may work full time. That's taking up the majority of the time, but you do this on the side. It's probably making less money than mm-hmm. your full time um, hustle, or it's just you know your your. It's not your main priority at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of us can think of the example of like you work full time, but you do something, you moonlight doing something else. You know, yeah. you write a bit on the weekends or you do YouTube videos, you know, in your spare time mm-hmm. or, you, you know, sell a few bits and bots on eBay, you know, and you make a little bit of extra money on the side. I think the beauty of side hustles and why I love them so much is they have the potential to grow into something so much bigger. Yeah. And they have the, the potential is endless, really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what side hustles I have. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of my side hustles are like main things that I do. Um, I thank God for teach a really high me, Teach us, Courtney. She's and turned them more into main hustles. Oh my God. I'm on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> So the first side hustle I ever had um, was being a like a mobile hairstylist whilst I was in secondary school. And I'd just go around to friends' house, neighbors' houses um, and do their hair. Yeah. I'd get paid for that, a little money. And mm-hmm. um, then I had a 
summer job at a salon and that was like a little thing that I did um whilst I was in sixth form um and then whilst I was at uni I kind of grew that little hair passion into making wigs for people because I was broke and uh (laughs) once I realized that I actually really enjoyed it plus I was doing an internship at the time at a hair company Mm -hmm. um a hair startup a beauty startup um I realized I actually want to do this full time and that's when I transitioned into Mm. my company CDB London um absolutely love it and that that was my main side hustle turned into I mean that was my side hustle turned into a main hustle yeah but my main hustle now is that so (laughs) I do um I actually don't do hair anymore um but I have been able to build out like a team of people who I have to be able to deliver hair made easy to people and the wigs you see us adorning in these videos and on the podcast and um and in pictures are from CDB London always always (laughs) CDB till we die honestly Um, but yeah it's been beautiful being able to build out um my ideas and my concepts but also be able to train people help people and just see like people like their hair Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that's always been great Mm -hmm. um in a simple and easy way um so that's that but what I now do on the side is content creation so YouTube and it's crazy because my YouTube brings in like full-time income money but yeah. it's a side hustle Ooh, we love it's to interesting see it. <laughs> um and I, I love youtube because of how um easy it is to well it's not easy youtube is not easy but how easy it is to grow a community mm-hmm. um and do something you're really passionate about and have like this kind of stored up amount of content and this this log of content that people can constantly go back to yeah um and and kind of live out so I do YouTube. I also do Instagram and social media, like in influencing, yeah. if, that, if that's what the girls are calling it these days. <laughs> um, <laughs> You're actually such a grandma. <laughs> I think they call it influenza. So. <laughs> I make social media content and I do that for brands as well. That's on the side. Um, And TMS, you know, TMS is something that I hold dear to my heart. Um, We hold dear to our hearts. And I do that, like the content creation. Well, we both on the content creation side, but like editing, producing, things like that. Um, Absolutely love it. But yeah, so I'd say my my main things that I'm involved in, CDB London is my main. So my sides Mm. are YouTube and content creation. Dope. That was a long way of explaining that. No, but that was necessary because I think like you'll hear that, oh, I'm a side hustler, but it's like, what do you actually do? Ooh, what, it's not a lot of conversation. What do you actually do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How um, about you, ooh, Miss child. Multifaceted Queen? Ooh, ooh. You know what's even funny about this question? I literally wrote an article like a couple of days ago mm-hmm. talking about ditching the niches because there's just ah. like so much to an individual and so much to yeah. a person and conventional wisdom on niches maybe which we'll do even, yeah i was about to say which even brings up if you don't yeah. read renee's medium <laughs> articles already <laughs> sis i'm gonna need you to open up a new tab Don't or you know out. open up your phone <laughs> and search for it because your articles are amazing ah writer extraordinaire oh, articles thanks, are fantastic. Ma'am. thanks ma'am um but yeah i think you've covered side hustle like what it is pretty like well as a definition so i'm not even going to touch that in terms of what i do um many things so yes. <laughs> many 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 things <laughs> um in terms of oh i'll start from like before university Mm. so i think my like first role was on the side of like my education i was Mm. working at a call center it was Mm. the worst i remember this oh my days i remember when you came to school you were like yeah i quit my job i said (laughs) 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 you hated that that was the worst thing I've ever been involved in in my whole life. But it was um oh the straw that um broke the the camel's back was when oh do you remember when I told you about my manager that had yeah. shouted at me? Yeah. Guys, it's a long story. I'll try and keep it brief, but essentially, you know, call center and we were trying to like raise money for charity through like direct debit. You know the people that call you be like, give your money. Give your money. <laughs> Um, and I had had a conversation with a particular lady. We had some details on her that, you know, her husband had died. Mm. She was living alone. And I had a conversation with her. And you know those people that you talk to and you know that they just needed company? Yeah. And I just felt it was super predatory to ask her for any kind of mm. donation. So I was just like, listen, miss, it's been great talking to you, but I'm not going to ask you for money. money. And my manager was listening into the call and started berating me. <laughs> so that's that's not how we work here. Do you know what? I, and Courtney knows I hate being shouted at. Yeah. Like, why is the decibels of your voice <laughs> peaking? Why is it peaking? Um, so I may have 
returned the decibels and left. She um, shouted at her manager. <laughs> Don't do that, guys. <laughs> that was me when I was like 16, please. Yeah, we were young. We were young. <laughs> we were young. Don't do that. I now do not shout at my managers. I now have a healthy relationship. I've worked through my trauma. <laughs> so I did that. And then um, when I went to university, it was a bit techy because the, yeah, the amount of workload. And mm. I was involved in a lot of like extracurricular yeah. stuff at university. Yeah. So working was just like not feasible for me at the time yeah. but fortunately like bursary and um student loan covered me then um when i left my undergrad to go to grad school in the states i worked at a library part-time which was pretty dope i got to watch netflix all the yeah. time whilst there because no one ever came <laughs> in um and did all sorts of like random odd jobs here and there which was pretty cool um then when i came back to the uk um and I had my full-time role where I was working in the technology slash startup scene. And that was when I started my like Medium debut. So Medium is basically a writer's blogging platform. Yeah. And you get paid based on, it kind of operates like YouTube. It's like YouTube yeah. for writers. So you create content and then based on like viewership and readership and stuff like that. And how many people actually enjoyed your article, you get paid. Mm. Um, I will never forget my first paycheck. It was a whopping, whopping Three cents. Break the bags. Was... Pop off. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that three cents. I said, God, I've pushed out like 10 articles this month. Y'all gonna give three me three cents. cents. It's not even... That's not even a penny. A pence. <laughs> oh, you know that word they use tippence. <laughs> that was, that was... <laughs> <laughs> No, I've been there, man. Sometimes these, these <laughs> ad revenue things that people... Bruh. Listen, when something relies on ad revenue, you're not going to be making big bucks until Absolutely you're hitting not. serious clicks. And Absolutely views. not. Yeah. So yeah, I got my first paycheck. Obviously, I continue to work at it now. And now that was like... Like Medium now brings in like a couple couple hundred per month, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, really um, So yeah, there's Medium and I still write on Medium. Not so much now because I have other things that are a little bit more profitable, but every... Every now and again, I'll still be writing on Medium. Um, what else do I do? Also content creation. So sometimes I, every now and again, I work with brands on like Instagram, YouTube, I socials, and all that kind of good stuff, which is like, as Courtney said, it, as, it is really nice, yeah. especially when it's brands that you like, like yes. and care about and stuff. Yeah. It is really, really dope. And I never really thought, if you had told like 16 year old Renee to hold tight, <laughs> <laughs> she would have thought like you guys would be, would have been waffling. So that's another thing that I do. Mm. Um, away from medium, I'm a freelance writer. So I write for brands and do like copywriting and marketing. Um, and that is also really dope. You get to work with really, really cool people. Um, and a lot of people that I work with tend to be like acquaintances or friends or people within my network. Mm. So it just makes the experience a lot more enjoyable yeah. and like working on like their companies and um, articulating brand stories and all that kind of good stuff is really, really fun. Yeah. So I do that. Um, what else do I do on the side? I also bake. So <laughs> I baked for a while. I did it commercially, but basically <laughs> I got so inundated with orders. <gasps> I had so much stuff to do and balancing that with like several other side hustles and a full-time job was just unfeasible. Mm, I was definitely mm. that person that was waking up at like 4am to bake cookies Mm, and like cupcakes and stuff and it just wasn't working. So now I don't commercialize in the sense of like sell baked goods, but I still have like eBooks and tutorials and stuff like that. So that's another thing I do on the side. Um, I'm also still an academic, so didn't get the degrees for nothing, guys, (laughs) Um, where I work with research institutes and other organizations on um, basically funded work. So any funded research in areas of social justice and education, I do consulting on that and um, academic research. So that is a, it sounds like super stuffy, but it's really fun. Um, I think that's it. And of course, TMS. So, um, literally everything, um, that Courtney said, minus the tech stuff, <laughs> like yeah, even I'm, the, tech. I'm the tech, she's the techie. I, I, she... <laughs> yeah, Renee, the tech stuff. <laughs> I'm the texter. I do all the content, but she's the techie. Goodness. Um, just not like literally as we were preparing for the episode, Courtney asked me if, um, what does X mean? I was like, girl, I hope that was rhetorical because <laughs> I can't answer that question. 
<laughs> so I think that that is a, oh, one more thing. Mm. Yeah, the what the last thing that I do is I also do um, program and curriculum design. Okay. So for like accelerator programs and stuff like that. I didn't even know that. Go on, pop off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> accelerator programs and stuff. Um, I designed the like content nice, and curriculum. So nice. I think there's a couple other things, but we'll, we'll land the plane. Yeah, Renee does a lot. <laughs> and I think that that's why like side hustles are beautiful because they allow you to explore like different parts of yourself. And I think mm. you've done that so well in terms of, there are so many angles to you. There's the academic, there's the entrepreneurial, um, but there's also the creative and the writer and, and the baker. And there's all these other, <laughs> no, but there's all these other things that it's like, how do you channel that? In, there's no one perfect job for you. Mm, do you mm, know? Do yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, I mean, you, yeah, like there's no one perfect I job. I mean, so likewise, side hustles, side hustles are beautiful. I know. They're yeah. just, yeah. I love what you said about just giving people the chance to explore. And likewise, man, like I just find it so inspiring. First of all, you know how to make money. Like you are one of my friends. If there's a friend that I could look to and say she knows how to make money, it's Courtney. I'm so a hustler. She is definitely a hustler. <laughs> hustler from day, from time when you were um, doing hair up in secondary school. I was like, this girl's a hustler. Um, but thinking yeah. and segueing swiftly on into the conversation a little bit more deeply. Mm-hmm. Does everybody have the hustler inside of them? Should Ooh. everybody have a side yeah, hustle? Much. Or, okay, should everyone have a side hustle? Mm-hmm. No, because you don't have to monetize every passion that you have. Okay. You know, so I think that if if you are doing something, you can have a hobby. Mm-hmm. Like you can, you can have a main, you know, form of income, a main form of work or whatever that you do. And that you can have hobbies on the side of that. Not everything has to be monetized. I think when you start to monetize a hobby, that's when it becomes a side hustle. Yeah. yeah. You know, so I think that that's when you've got to start thinking, do I actually want to do this? And I don't think everyone actually wants to do that because I think it comes with elements of like the business side and stuff, which are a bit, Mm -hmm. it's not for everybody, you know, and it's not for everyone with everything. Um, that they do so you can you know okay you can cook really well but it doesn't mean you have to start selling food you know it could just be a a hobby um so not everyone has to have a side hustle i am a firm believer though that everyone needs to have multiple streams of income and i think side hustles allow you to do that Mm. um in order to generate more income so that you can invest in more passive streams of income for example um so yeah, I think that's where I sit on that one. I hear it. I hear it. I definitely agree. I think um again, I'm really not trying to plug myself, but I actually wrote an article on whether you should monetize your passion. Link in the description. <laughs> but yeah, I did write an article on like whether you should monetize your passion. Right. Because I think right now we're at a turn where in cult like culturally, yeah, everyone's like, you need to be a hustler. Right, right, and right. And you need to like make money from everything that you do. Yeah. And it's actually okay. Yeah. You can do things for yourself and enjoy that. Definitely. Like for me, I love baking. I love cooking. I've been inundating my family and friends with my baking. <laughs> and I mean, oh, they're not complaining, yeah. Shah, so. We're getting big. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting bigger. <laughs> hey, look on the bright side. If we do have like a, what do you call it? A meetup post like COVID and stuff yeah. will be sorted on the catering. This guys. is very true. You, got you. you throw down. Um, but yeah, so I, I love baking and throughout the process of commercializing, I began to hate it mm. because it just was not fun anymore. Facts. And I think it's really important to understand that like not everything that you do that you enjoy has to make money and it doesn't have to be a side hustle. Yeah. But as Courtney said, I think you should have multiple streams of income because a, it's just a really important life skill to yeah. have to be able to sustain multiple things at once. Yeah, I know, like you know, we often focus on one thing at a time, but then once you've done that and you can do multiple things at the same time, it will really, really just help you in every mm. other area of your life juggle multiple balls. Um, it also means that you have a degree of freedom that you might not have when you're fo- you're um, concentrating on like one thing or you have one thing that is giving you the financial security that you need. So knowing that like if one thing flops, you've got mm. another two or three backups is really peaceful. So true. It means you can pay bills. On time. On time. Yeah. And you're not like waiting for a particular like, you know, paycheck, but you yeah. have multiple things that are spread across, you know, yeah, you're not multiple living for ventures. payday. Exactly. You're not living for payday. And having multiple paydays is really nice. Oh. It really is nice. Seeing money day. come into your account is nice. Every day. Is really, really nice. <laughs> um, so I definitely think exploring different avenues 
um, and having multiple streams of income is super, super important. Pivoting a little bit further, Mm -hmm. but I guess on the same vein, Mm. why is it important for women in particular Mm. to have side hustles? Oh, because I, I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm just open the whole. I'm ready. I think the beauty with side hustles, especially like if you're just trying to see what you like, yeah, is just that you get the opportunity to see. You get the opportunity to see what do I actually like. Yeah, what do I enjoy? Maybe you know your full time job. You love it. You know you're you're good at it. It's probably what you did your degree in. You've been setting yourself up for this all your life. Mm. But you may get to a point where it's like. I don't want to do this forever, you know, and I want to explore other passions that I may have. And I think also for women, as seasons change quite drastically, um, you, and and to be honest, it's it's for everybody, but like you may need to move away and you might not, you know, be able to find a full-time job straight away. Mm. At least you have this skill that you know how to monetize um, that can make you extra streams of income, or you may, um, you know, become pregnant. And it's like, okay, now that I'm not working maybe as rigorously as I was before, Mm -hmm. what can I be doing that allows me to still bring in money so that I can have financial independence? Mm. And I think that that's one thing that I've loved about side hustles is even from when I was like, you know, relying on my parents, it meant that I didn't have to depend on them as much, even when I was really, really young. Like there was something that my mom always used to like, you know, when your parents brag to their friends about you, Oh, for sure. My mum was just always like, you know, I'm just so happy that my daughter knows how to make her own money. Mm. And like, if she needs something, yeah, it's cool if she comes to me to ask for it, but she's actually alleviated me of that pressure yeah. because she knows how to get it for herself. And I think that that's something that if if anything, like we want to encourage women, be a go-getter, know how to create things for yourself. If you Mm. want something, know how to get it for yourself. Yeah, it's nice if someone else gets it for you. It's nice if somebody else gifts you something that you've wanted, but Mm -hmm. I can buy it myself. Like if if I wanted to, and I know how to make the money to do that. And I think that that has been my biggest like mantra and like life principle since I was young. If I want something, I'm not going to wait for someone else to give it to me. I'm going to go and get it myself. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Like literally that has been me over the past like year in particular where I've just felt like if I want it, I have the means to go and get it. So what's actually stopping me? I don't have to depend on anybody. This is the thing. Cause once you, (laughs) once you start depending on people, they have the ability and the the power to halt your dreams and to halt your progress. 100%. I don't like that amount of control in other people's hands. 100%. 100%. I just, yeah, I, I don't like that, but I love just being able to. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to purchase that I for want myself. It. Or I want to, I want to explore something mm-hmm, and it's like, okay, mm-hmm. buy all the equipment that I need or, I you that. know, and I can, I can, I can do it. And I'm confident that it will bring a return. I'm not a wasteful person. Mm. Everything that I put my hands to, I expect it to be fruitful. It might not be monetary, mm. but it will bear fruit. Mm, for sure. And I feel like it's such a great way to be able to like invest and bless in other people. Yeah. Too. Like I love being able to, like if somebody is in trouble in my family, for example, I can bail them out. This is or it. like if I want to treat somebody that I love, I can do it quite easily. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a, I'm not counting change. This is it. Because you've <laughs> you've created the capacity for yourself. Which I think is beautiful. That's it. It's fantastic. And that's why like with TMS, we always encourage like entrepreneurship and kind of having that entrepreneurial spirit, even if you're not going to be you know doing it full time Mm. I think it's really important to be a person with resources when you have resources ah you have possibilities Mm. you have opportunities um and you have freedom to an extent and I think that that's super important as women as um black women as as women from ethnic minority backgrounds um from people as people who are from working class backgrounds and I think that that's something that we don't Mm -hmm. afford ourselves Mm -hmm. sometimes right yeah sometimes you grow up as a working class person and you're kind of taught to just be grateful for anything you get you get yeah yeah bare minimum no we're (laughs) we're trying to thrive and we're trying to have the ability to have a why not mentality and sometimes that requires requires you to have created your own safety nets and I think that you know having side hustles having multiple streams of income having places and systems in place where I give myself the room to satisfy my curiosities Mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. myself I allow myself to explore myself well past the point of just living to survive 
but actually trying to thrive and trying to enjoy myself and trying to um, be creative and have a creative outlet. I think once you give yourself the room to do that through side hustles or hobbies or whatever, Mm. um, you start to live a more fulfilled life where you're a lot happier. Yeah, for sure. No, I definitely hear it. So, Miss Courtney, hello. We are all about imparting the sisters with some practical goodies, yeah, and tips and tricks, yeah, on how to build a side hustle, particularly in twenty twenty one, yeah, with the more recent changes in the job market mm-hmm. and the economy. Mm-hmm. How can a good sis discover and build a side hustle that works for her Ooh. in the twenty first century? So, I've actually done a video on my channel very Ooh, recently. We plug in everything. It's so funny because I was literally wearing this exact same outfit. <laughs> no. I promise you, I have other clothes. <laughs> you've seen them but I, I literally just clocked I was like I this is exactly how I looked um so <laughs> uh, definitely go and check that out it's on like seven things that you've got to think about before nice. you start a side hustle but in terms of discovering your passion I think it's important to what things do you actually enjoy doing or what are you very good at doing that other people aren't good at doing mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. like um just with business ideas in general, what things come naturally to you that don't come naturally to other people, Mm -hmm. that is something that you can actually offer people as a solution to their problem. They're probably not good at editing. They're probably not good at photography, you know, or or there's just the need for it. Where can you satisfy a need, a genuine need that people have? That's your moneymaker. Once you discover that, I think it's important to then put a system in place of how are you going to balance this with other things that you do? You know, if you are, you're not working on anything, then make this your full-time focus. But if you are maybe working full time or you already have a business or you're a full time parent, Mm -hmm. you're doing something that takes up the majority of your time, you're going to have to think about when am I going to actually dedicate time to growing this thing? So that could be creating products, working with clients. baking whatever when am I actually going to do this does it mean I have to wake up earlier does it mean I have to go to sleep later does it mean I have to you know cut down on the Netflix hours what what does it mean for me Mm -hmm. and in terms of being able to put out something that I'm proud of and give myself enough time to create that Mm -hmm. um once you've then figured out those kind of logistics think about the money aspect how do what do I need to invest in this monetarily um or financially do I need to buy equipment? Mm. Where are you going to get the money to do that? <laughs> um, and, and you may have the money already, but know that you want to recoup those costs in some way. So buy yourself the equipment that you need. Yeah. Um, you don't have to go all the way into the deep end. Like when I started YouTube, I didn't get the best camera on the market. I got something that was good enough and I was able to use it for five years. I've only just upgraded my camera. So um you know, take time to start from somewhere Mm. and maximize everything that you do have. Um, And then start to think about growing a community and a market and an audience and a a customer base. Um, Social media is always my favorite thing to talk about in this avenue to start building out a community on social media. Mm. And, and it's not just about setting up an Instagram page. It's not just about setting up a Facebook page or a Twitter. It's about knowing how to manage that community, communicate with people and get them to give you feedback as to what it is they need so you can get into their head. Mm. Um, and also accept that this is something that whilst it may grow like exponentially and that's yeah. great, it may not be your goal for it to become your full-time thing. Ooh. So I think it's actually important to outline at the beginning of your side hustle journey yeah. what this is. You know, is this something that you're starting so that you can leave your main job? Yeah. Or is this something that you're starting just to gain more experience? Or is this something you're doing just for a temporary amount of time so you can maybe hit a specific target goal? Once you outline the per purpose of what you're doing I think it gives you direction in where it is that you're going that's what I'd say Ooh, robust we love to see it I'm glad you like <laughs> no I definitely echo a lot of the sentiments you've already shared um particularly when you were just speaking about having an end goal in mind yeah. from the beginning because I think sometimes we fall into the trap of thinking that this is going to be a fully fledged business yeah. or whatnot when there's certain things that we can do not only you know at keeping it at a particular level but also for a season like some yes. side hustles are seasonal and that's okay like you can work and do something for a time and then yeah. you know when that season is up move on and do something different move on and that is perfectly fine 100. um and also doing something that you're actually good at people pay for things <laughs> that like it's one thing to have a passion it's one of the points that i was raising in my video to be honest <laughs> you're spot on go on <laughs> Definitely check out Courtney's video on it. But it's one thing to have a passion for something and another thing to be good at it. Good at it. It's like... (laughs) 
I'm going to use like a, an example that Courtney would understand, but like, like proper, proper deep. But like, you know, when someone's like, oh, I'm passionate about hair, makeup and beauty. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you you're a problematic person? You're a problem. <laughs> no, but it's... It, <laughs> The reason why that's so interesting is I think a lot of us think <laughs> people should buy from us because we're passionate. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how people no. spend money. You They're know? not. Even you yourself, thinking about the things that you buy, do you buy them because the person is passionate about it? You buy it because it's good. And even if you're buying it just because like it's a pity purchase, yeah. you're not going to spend a lot of money on it. No one makes a pity purchase of like 20 pounds. Think about something like rich. food, right? If you get food... And you don't like it, it tastes disgusting. Are you going to buy it again because the person was passionate about what they were making? No. I'm really passionate about cooking. You almost poisoned me. <laughs> I can't support your passion. I'd die. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, and that kind of goes into, you have to actually invest in your craft. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to take this seriously, if you're trying to, especially once you start putting money, like money value on yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. If you're starting to charge people for something, you have to be confident in knowing how to communicate its value 100%, properly. hundred percent. And I definitely say just um, tangential, but also related to that point, make sure that you actually do your research around trends yeah. um, pertaining to your side hustle. So like what industry are you working in? Who are your main competitors? What are the kind of things that they're offering? Yeah. Where do you position yourself within the market? And I think, um, especially thinking about like 2021 in particular, what are the things that are making money right now? Think about it. Things like content creation, things like, you know, blogging, um, things like writing. Yeah. What are the kind of transferable skills that you could pick up on that are making money this year that yeah. you could turn into a side hustle? Is super, super important. Yeah. And just like, there's so many like reports on it. You can do your own research where you like literally watch YouTube. What are the things that are highest ranking? What is doing so really, many really videos well? out there? So, so many. much stuff that you can tap into to figure out what is right for you and where yeah. your lane is. Yeah. Um, and all of those things are super, super helpful and they're free. Honestly, you have to start tapping into these things because I think it's so easy to think, oh, it's so complicated because you've never done it before. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean it's complicated. The information is out there. It's new. Yeah, it's going to be a challenge, 100. Mm -hmm. But once you get a new level of, you know, once you're exposed to new information, Mm -hmm. things no longer seem so complicated. You know, the the jargon is busted. You, You understand what's going on and you do it. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for sure. Um, and talking a little bit more about, you know, the practical elements of mm. managing the side hustle, mm. I want to talk a bit more about the money side of things as yeah. well. So, you know, you've invoiced, yeah. you've made money. Yeah. Hooray, congratulations. The first pound well has come in, the first dollar, <laughs> whatever, the first euro, whatever yeah. your, you know, your currency has, has come in. What do you do when you start mm, making mm, money? Mm, mm, mm. So good. First of all, set aside some 20% for that. Absolutely. I, I, it's a big mistake. It's a mistake that both of us have made. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they will be quick to give you a fine. I'm just going to let you know. So <laughs> the amount of times I've had, anyway, the letters from HMRC are headless. Um, but I would say, yeah, set aside some money for tax. Um just in case. Now it's not everybody who has to pay tax because you need to hit a certain threshold. And oftentimes you can claim back expenses, right? So um, if you are, well, first of all, before you even, you may have to have registered your business. Absolutely. Or or, or your trading of some kind. So you can register your business as a company, um, a limited liability or any other form of company, or you may just be um, self-employed. What's it called? Soul trader. Soul trader. Mm-hmm. That's it. You may um, be registered as a sole trader or whatever it, that means in whatever nation that you're in. Look into your government's um, guidelines because you can't just operate, you know, in the economy without them knowing what, what's yeah. going on. Yeah. So um, that's one thing. Like you said in the last episode as well, check with your place of employment Mm -hmm. because they may have like okay you can have a side hustle but it can't be in the same industry so for example you could be working at a law firm they may not allow you to do external contract work or give legal advice Mm -hmm. outside of your workplace because you may have a non-compete clause um, and things like that they may or or sometimes you may even be working at a place that says any work that you do outside of work we basically own that Um, you have to look into what that means for you 
but those are the technical legal stuff. Um, Once you start thinking about, okay, my paycheck, yeah, set aside some money for tax. If you are, you know, if you can be taxed on your profitable income um, and then start thinking about saving Mm -hmm. as a business. And I think Mm -hmm. sometimes we think about savings for our personal selves, but we don't have savings for our business. And by this, I mean, your business is pot for reinvesting back mm. in the company mm-hmm. and also like buying equipment, things that you need actively. Yeah. But then also maybe thinking about you may need more training. You may want to upgrade your equipment in the future. and um, You may want to bring on a team member. Mm. All of these things require some capital in the bank that you can use to pay people and to buy things. Um, so have a reserve for where you actually save. Um, and those things you can actually consider to be profit, money that you're going to use to reinvest invest back in the company and then you've got the things you're going to use for expenses because whilst you may be getting paid you're also going to need to pay out some money in order to make your business work so for example with you and Ren Bakes you would have to buy ingredients with me with hair I'd have to go to suppliers I'd have to buy wig caps I'd have to buy hair coloring products um, or I'd have to pay freelancers all of these things are expenses Mm. start charting out to the penny your expenses when we talk about budgeting for personal finances you have to be even more vigorous vigorous rigorous for business expenses you have to know where every single penny is going not just so that you can manage your cash flow better and make the most out of it but because one day you know the tax man can actually come and ask you give us your receipts. Where, where did you spend your money? Um, and that's really important. Or even if your business goes on in the future to, mm. you know, look for investors, they'll want to know how do you spend your money? 100%. So start budgeting your business's finances, look at tax, savings, money for expenses, ongoing expenses, overhead costs, um, and then start thinking about, you know, money that you can invest in the future mm-hmm. and money you can use to pay yourself. Okay because you are an employee of whatever company you're working for, or you also, you know, you, you need to, you need to enjoy something. <laughs> <laughs> you need to enjoy something. So yeah. you can also be setting money aside, um, you know, for yourself to pay yourself 100%. in some way, or if the money is coming straight into your bank account, um, that's oftentimes a lot easier to yeah. manage. Um, but definitely make sure that you're keeping money aside and you're not just blowing everything as you make it because there is no guarantee that tomorrow you'll make the same money. Mm-hmm. And so you need to be thinking about just in case money for a rainy day money, emergency money. Ooh, How about chance. you? I think you've covered like most, if not all of it perfectly. Like literally all of the things that were running through my head as you were speaking. Yeah. Um, just, I guess like very, very minuscule, but very important things. Um, figure out if you're going to set up as a limited company yeah. or as a sole trader. There are different tax benefits to both. Yes. You need to figure out which one makes more financial sense For to you. you. Um, and if you are still an employee, um, as Courtney mentioned, check your contracts. But also you still need to register someone that's, you know, yeah. a sole trader. Yeah. And you still need to keep that 20%. It yeah. might actually end up being more that you need to keep yes. because your full-time income plus your full-time income plus your um, part-time income, yeah. you might hit a threshold that you were not expecting. Ooh, yeah. And the tax man will come for that yeah. 40%, yeah. not that 20. And sometimes 50. And sometimes 50, yeah. sometimes 50. So it's about the, um, you will need to do the calculations essentially. Yeah. It's about the gross. That's another thing as well. Invest, put money aside to invest in people who can help you with these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Getting an accountant was the best thing <laughs> I ever did. I'm telling you now, <laughs> I did it a few months into starting my, my side hustle full time yeah. and the wealth of knowledge they can give you 100%. just to make sure you're on the right side of the law and of the tax man, 100%. like is, is so valuable. And um, because you also don't want to be, I know some of you, you know, if you work for HMRC, you're not going to like this, but you don't actually want to be paying a lot in tax. Yeah. You know, I know. Yeah. The tax helps the country. Yeah. Okay. But <laughs> <laughs> if we think about it, you, know, you don't want to be paying a lot in tax 100%. and you don't want to be overtaxed either. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes when you don't know what you're doing, you end up being overtaxed and HMRC are, HMRC are quick. Like HMRC is Her Majesty's Revenues and Customs. It's like basically the way we get our, our tax taken out here in the UK, mm. in the, America, you may have like the Fed and all of that. Yeah. But 
they are quick to tell you you owe us money and they will stay on your back. But Absolutely. when they owe you money, they'll put one letter through your door and they'll tell you, unless you <laughs> come and claim the money <laughs> by this deadline, we're not giving it back to you. They are so harsh oh, when they so owe true. you money. But if you don't know about these yeah. things, you may end up losing more money than you need to, or Absolutely. you may not make the most out of self-employment and having a company as you could like claiming certain expenses Mm. and if you want us to do an in-depth conversation about this how to make i have experience with a limited company there um and I'm a sole trader. Yeah, exactly. So, so, well. so we can actually do a conversation about how to be a sole trader, how to be a limited company, and actually make the most out of it and the things that you have to bear in mind. So just comment down below or send us a cheeky DM to let us know that's what you want. Precisely. But yeah, I think those are the kind of things that you want to be thinking about yeah. when you are starting a side hustle. It's all well and dandy to get, you know, your first coins in, but you need to know good. how to sustain and manage the yeah. coins such that you don't get arrested yes. or put in jail. Oh, sorry, that even brought one big thing to me. Your business is not there to be abused. And the reason why I say that is a lot of us start a business and then we'll be using the business's money yeah. to pay for our new shoe. Don't do that. Keep your business and yep. your personal money yep. separate. Yeah, it's the even if you are a sole trader and you don't have to set 100%. up like a business bank account, have a separate account or a separate pot in your account where you put your business's money and your money, just so you know. There's a clear divide there. You get taxed differently on certain 100%. levels of income. Um, the money that goes into your personal savings account, the business, the the money that goes into your business's savings account, let it be different. Mm. Um, just so you have that clarity and there's a clean understanding of what is what and 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 how you can spend each thing and how much you're spending. Yep. Don't use your business to pay for your personal because then your business won't grow. You'll be growing your wardrobe, your shoe collection will be growing, but you'll be wondering why your business can never afford to do the things it needs yeah. to actually grow and scale up. Mm. So definitely keep those finances separate. A hundred percent. And it just makes it so much cleaner for 100%. accounting, especially if you're just starting out and you are in a place where you're making money, but not enough to justify make, getting an accountant. Yes make sure that they are as cleanly divided as possible. You might want to invest in some kind of accounting software like QuickBooks or something something like that. Or if you have a um, particular bank, they also have accounting software. So mini shout out to Starling. (laughs) Guys, if you're listening... Please sponsor us. <laughs> um, but they've actually got some great um business bank accounting yeah. software for yeah. both limited companies and sole trader. Yeah. So we definitely recommend checking out with your bank as well. There's a lot of systems that are available to you that can help you. Mm. So tap into that as much as possible. Um, And even like backtracking a little bit from, you know, talking about the money, but Mm. also your process as a business or as a side hustler, make sure you've got your invoices on deck. Yes. Make sure that you have like as much as... um, you know, when you're just starting out something and then you like the, you cap in the beginning in the emails, oh, mm. my team will get back to you. The team is you. <laughs> 100%. Thank you so much for contacting us. Who is us? It's you. <laughs> it's okay. Cap as much as you want, but yeah. keep it professional. Definitely. Make sure that you have great system implementation and make sure you manage your admin well. Yeah. This is like seeing it's cool to have like a side hustle, but if it's like a side hustle that has potential to grow into a business, make sure you have those systems in place yes. and make sure that you're professional. I don't care if you're working for a friend yeah. or working with a friend, make sure that you have everything in place. Yeah. Make sure that, you know, the the writing on your, inv- there's like, you can get free invoice templates. In fact, like we'll, Many. Put, we'll put it, we'll put one that we like in our yeah. mailing list. Yeah. Um, have an invoicing template. Make sure you have a contract in place. Just make sure your admin and your finances are clean from yeah. the beginning. You and cannot stress. This is the thing. You don't have to wait till you're massive to do these things. I think a lot of us think, oh, it's a little thing I do on the side. Yep. That doesn't mean that your name's not on it. That doesn't mean you shouldn't care about it. And that doesn't mean you should allow it to disgrace you, okay? (laughs) Actually approach it with professionalism and with excellence. Like, just realize this is a reflection of your character and who you are. And also it makes the system easier for you so you're not overworked and always feeling like you're you're just panicky all the time or there's never enough time to do things. Systems will help you. 100%. And it means you don't have to backlog because you'll have to set aside hours just to reconcile accounts. And it means that if you do bring on people to assist you with your side hustle or your business, there isn't a whole process of like just rearranging accounts because it's messy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. 
it is messy. Um, the final thing I want to touch on, Miss Courtney. Yeah. Side hustling is all fine and dandy, okay. and, you know, making money. We're mm-hmm. at the where the money resides. But what do we do when we find ourselves in a place where the money no longer resides? Ah. If the side hustle isn't working. First of all, how do you know if your side hustle isn't working? And okay. if it isn't, yeah. how do you construct a way out of the mess? Right. You're, you know your side hustle isn't working when it becomes another expense for you. Okay. It becomes another cost to you. Mm-hmm. So now you're actually having to fund it for it to stay afloat. Yeah. And it's not just one month. It's it's <laughs> recurring. It <laughs> keeps happening. It's not, making an, it's not making enough money to sustain Bet. it itself and that's the beauty of a side hustle and why i think sometimes you know you should actually enjoy side hustle and um, before you're trying to push it into full-time business mode yeah because i think one thing about side hustles is it has to be profitable mm. like if it's not profitable it's a hobby and that's fine no 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 but that's fine but realizing that hobbies are things you you know I, i'm gonna buy a paint I'm, I'm i'm gonna buy some more paint this yeah, week. yeah you know i really want to do that's different to i keep having to pay this team of people mm. out of my own pocket mm. that's not if if you're in that situation like i said not every business is profitable mm. from the beginning but at least you know it's a full fully fledged business and it has a system around it which yeah. will allow it in some at some point in time in the near future, the next one to three years, it will be profitable and its profits will exceed the amount of it, the amount, amount it's costed me. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's a business. That's what makes it profitable. Yeah. The issue with side hustles that aren't making money is it's not at that stage yet. And it probably won't get to that stage yet where it can be making a lot of profit if it's not working right now. If the system you're using right now isn't making you money, mm-hmm. you need to really reevaluate that system it's not a case of oh i just need more customers because like you said with side hustles yeah. it's usually just you yeah. like it's usually yeah. just you doing all of the work you can't just be working 24 hours a day right. it's a side hustle you have a main job right. you know so you've got to start thinking to yourself is this costing me more than it's really worth mm. and you've got to start thinking about that how do you then what was the second question how do you then Exit strategy. How Exit to get strategy. Out of it? Sometimes you can just, I'm going, I'm bouncing, I'm bye. <laughs> like literally you, and, and sometimes it's, it just becomes, you know, to your past customers and yep. people who are a part of your community. Yep. Um, I've really loved doing this and it's given me so much room to grow. And I'll be That's probably, well. you know, I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be doing it in some capacity. Maybe you'll see me post a picture here and there or, you know, whatever, but I'm not going to be doing this as much as I was doing it before. Yeah. And if you need these services, you can go to these people mm. or maybe I can help teach you how That's to good. do it for yourself. Yeah. Um, and it's a great way to, you know, shout out other people, but I am not going to be offering it <laughs> anymore. And that's okay because people should be allowed to stop things. Yeah. I think sometimes we're in unhealthy bondages yeah. to the things that we start. Yeah. You should be allowed to start and stop things. Even, and to be honest, this is going to be controversial, but even if it's doing well. Yeah. Yes, I was even if something is flourishing mm-hmm. and you're like i just don't want to do this anymore yeah. even if people are like that doesn't make sense you're mm-hmm. the one who has to do the work Precisely. if you don't want to do it anymore leave it this is it and i think that that's it's not like a relationship where you have to consider other people's emotions money mm-hmm. is money it doesn't feel you can just leave it you can go mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. fine and i think that that's something that we also need to give ourselves the right and the ability to do yeah to just let things go especially if they are dying um so it becomes about communication don't just stop and especially don't stop when other people's money is involved Ooh. make a clean break don't stop midway don't stop i've taken people's money now i've decided i don't want to do it anymore no 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 <laughs> that's out. how we'll chargebacks the bank (laughs) (laughs) you're now a fraud star we (laughs) consumer rights consumer rights um so that's that's one thing you need to think about like you've got you've got to make sure that you've created a clean break you know a a graceful farewell yeah where it's like you know i'm I'm not doing this anymore (laughs) and all there's always the there's (laughs) there's always the chargebacks (laughs) killing me chargebacks I had to file one recently for a company. I spent like 10 grand on stock. Yeah. And they decided midway, we don't want to do this company anymore. We can't do this company. Charge back (laughs) the bank. Wow. There's no, yeah, forget it. But that's, that's something that you want to do. You want to bow out gracefully. Yeah. Um, And also 
there's always an open door when it comes to side hustles, I like to think. Mm -hmm. You can start doing it again in a year. You might decide, you know, I've gotten to a point where I do need extra money and I know I used to do this thing last year, which was bringing me money. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to start doing it again. And people... Look, I think you set the tone and the narrative for your business. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with people knowing she does this seasonally. Yeah, you know, I, I, I only like bake at Christmas. Mm -hmm. If you mm -hmm. want treats, come to me at Christmas. The rest of the year, don't ask me for nothing. <laughs> I don't do that. Even though I still have the skill, that's yeah. a clear boundary yeah, that I have yeah, put in place. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's something that you're allowed to do as an entrepreneur. Don't yeah. be in this toxic bondage to your side hustle because mm -hmm. that's one of the beauties of side hustles. You can let them go. Oh, Courtney, you really came, sought and conquered for us oh, today. I, I don't even know if there's any, you. literally everything that I was thinking, plus more. You oh, really yay. I love, love, love <laughs> what you were saying about letting go, even when it's successful. Yeah. Because I think so many people think that, oh, it's going well, but they're tired. They're burnt out. It's unsustainable. And it, again, if it's only you, it's like, cool, it's doing really well, but at what cost? Yeah. And, and it might not be something you want to pursue full time. Exactly. That's okay. And that's fine. And even the whole stopping and starting stuff, again, this whole see it through to the end, the end will kill you. <laughs> the end will kill Facts. This will end with you dead. Facts. So it's okay. <laughs> she said the end will kill her <laughs> the end will kill you that's what this is this is the end facts, for you facts. so it's okay to actually chill yeah it's chill. it's fine i think so many of us put this on so many of us put this unnecessary pressure on ourselves mm -hmm. where it's like oh but i started this, i started this it will look so embarrassing it will look like i failed who is who who cares? That's another thing. I think sometimes we overestimate how much our consumers are watching us. They'll find someone tomorrow. I'm <laughs> so listen, if Asda says we're closing today, we're going to Tesco. Absolutely. I don't Okay, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. Like, oh, it's sad, but <laughs> you get over it. There's Tesco, there's Sainsbury's, there's do you know what I mean? How many giants when Woolworths closed, we all embraced Wilco when it came. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing, like we need to this means a lot to you and we get it. It's yeah. hard to let go. But customers are customers. It, it doesn't always mean a lot to them. Yeah. Unless you're like a freelancer that people work with specifically. Like yeah. they, they want you and then you stop. Yeah, that can be hard. But also don't let them pressure you into doing something you don't want to do. Mm. You Do you get what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, for example, when I told people I'm going to stop making wigs personally, so many, especially of my friends, were like, if you don't make my wigs, I'm not buying from you. Okay. Like I have to, if, if you don't want to support me because it's not me, you have to support this transition that I'm making because yeah. this business is on my terms. It's not on your terms, you know? And I think sometimes we, it, I'm not going to lie. When they said that, I got scared. Mm. I was thinking, Ross, so if I'm not making the wigs, who's going to, yeah. but I was dying. Like I was burnt oh, out. Mm -hmm. I was tired. And I had to have confidence in the knowledge that, but I can train people to be better than me, mm. not just as good as I was better than me. Mm. And I am making a choice that is better for me and better for this business. So yeah. you can get a better unit, you know? And a lot of people had to understand that. And yes, some people were like, if you're not making it, I'm going to go. But because I had increased my capacity, Best believe more people came. Absolutely. I ain't missing that we money. We love to see it. We love to see it. Simple. Hashtag CDB London. Um, Courtney, you want to give us a little bit of a shout out? This episode was sponsored by CDB London. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> Screaming. Awesome. Well, unfortunately, folks, oh. that brings us to the conclusion of where the money resides. <laughs> I'm trolling. I'm absolutely trolling. The money overfloweth. Yeah, and we wish yeah. good things. In fact, great things great into your things. side hustle journeys. Amen we want to see you guys not only where the money resides, we want you to be creating the flow. Mm. Okay? We want you to be creating the currency, Ooh, creating the flow. create the flow. Absolutely. We I want you guys that. to dictate the flow. And honestly, yeah, this is what the TMS community really does stand yeah. for. We want to see the next generation of entrepreneurial go getting oh, woman yes. going out and getting Money theirs makers. so that's what we are fostering here yeah and we are so happy to have all of you guys as a part of that process yes we are and of course yeah. you can continue the conversation with us by asking us on instagram at to my sisterhood and please don't be shy come and say hi to us personally on our pages at cd barting and at renee kapuki yes and you can tweet us on twitter let us know what content like this you want to see about business we have had our fair share of experiences and we're only <laughs> growing in knowledge 
we are and we and we want to share it i think it's so easy for people wow i'm really continuing that so i think it's so easy <laughs> for people to show you their results and not not share the knowledge that they've gained along the way so that's yeah. what we want to do on this journey as well so you can at us on twitter at to my sisterhood and use the hashtag to my sisters to talk to us but as always we will talk to you very very soon and remember sis keep glowing and growing. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com